Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Chuck. Hi, Josh. How are you doing? I'm great, man. How are you? Okay. I'm all right. Um, I know for a fact that you are fully aware of the $700 billion bailout, so don't say you're not. The what? The $7 bailout? The $70 bailout. If, if only. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course you I'm, are aware. Okay, sure. Good. I'm somewhat politically uh, inclined. That's good. That's good. So, um, I, I was watching uh, a, an unnamed TV cable news network, which is called CNN. Sure, an unnamed one. Right. And um, basically, uh, I was watching basically just coverage of this bailout, what it means, all this. I'm hooked on the bailout. Okay. Right. If you haven't figured it out by now, I just I eat information up. Right. You should get a T-shirt. I'm hooked on the bailout. I'm hooked on Kashkari. Right. Yeah. So uh, I was this this one commentator, this one pundit um, was saying, "So long, free market," and I was thinking, "You're stupid. You're a stupid person because we don't have a free market." Did you know that? Uh, of course I do. We never had a truly free market. Well, maybe in early on. Yeah, in the early heady salad right. days, we we're trading corn. America, yeah, yeah, and whiskey. Right, or yeah. or bracelets and trinkets for for large tracts of land, or hemp. Yep. That was a big one early on. Sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad to hear you say that. I, I find it refreshing. Most people, when you say what kind of economy does the United States have, they say it's a free market economy. Right. And that's just false. And let's talk about why it's false. Let's do it. I think we should. Um, so basically, the one. Well, let, how about this? Let's describe a free market economy under the capitalist system, and then we can say. This is why the U.S. doesn't have one of those. Okay. All right. So you know who the father of capitalism was, right? Uh, yes, Charles Darwin. Darwin. Yes. He. No. No. Sorry. No, terrible. Uh, Adam Smith. Right. Economist extraordinaire. And this guy was working from nothing. Right. This is all just out of this guy's head. He was good. Right. Lady. What year was this? Um, he actually Ballpark. wrote the Wealth of Nations uh, in 1776. Yeah, that's uh, so it there. can't. Yeah, exactly. So the U.S. is like, what kind of economy should we have? And right. What are they doing over in Scotland? They heard about this Adam Smith fellow. They brought him over, bought him dinner, and he told them everything they needed to know. And it's a great theory. Capitalism, in theory, is is great. Right. Okay. So basically. It, when you have a bunch of people that have a bunch of products, mm-hmm. the, the, there's, the supply outpaces demand, right. prices come down. Exactly. It protects just the average consumer like that. When, you know, de- when, when demand is high and supply is kind of low, um, then companies are protected. And it's this constant swing back and forth exactly. between protection for consumers and pr- protection for producers. Right. It's a system checks and balances. It is. And ultimately, whichever one is is benefiting at any given point in time everybody benefits right because if you have uh if you have demand high then you have companies who are just working away at making right. their stuff jobs are up production is up exactly and and uh, an, another point I, I made in this this article is that, that um these companies pay taxes so indirectly even people who can't get employment are being helped through government funded taxpayer funded Social programs. Right. So everybody's doing really well in right. capitalism. Employees are probably paid even more too. Yeah. When demand is high. Yeah. Now there's some, there's some natural, uh, checks and balances that are built into the, the capitalist system. Like for instance, um, 
capitalism kind of demands that companies keep wages low. You're trying to maximize profits because capitalism fosters competition, right? right? You got a lot of people out there competing for that consumer dollar that you, you want to compete and you want to keep your business efficient and trim. Right. One way to do that is to pay low wages. As low as you can get people to work for. Right. But Smith pointed out, uh, that if you pay people slightly higher wages, they're going to be able to, and this is so 18th century, they're going to be able to feed themselves better and thus they'll be sturdier and be able to work harder and all right. of a sudden you're, you're more efficient. You can extrapolate that into other terms. A, a better paid employee should be, theoretically, a happier employee who right. will work more, be pro, be more productive, that kind of thing. Right. I've seen that firsthand, actually, as a quick aside. I worked at uh, Stowe Mountain Park here in, in the great state of Georgia for mm-hmm. many years. We had a laser show, still do. And I sold, as I think you know, the glow-in-the-dark necklaces. I, I had no idea. I did. I did that for five summers, man. And the guy, it actually wasn't a park employee job. Uh, it was a private contractor that did this, and mm-hmm. he paid us on commission. Mm-hmm. He paid these 16, 17-year-old kids on commission. Mm-hmm. And, man, we made I, – I made more money then than I do now. You're kidding. Well, if you factor in bills and things, absolutely. You must have been quite a hustler. And Yeah, but that's that's the long story short is we all worked our butts off to sell as many of these things we could for this guy because we made more money. Right. And in the meantime, the park employees were schlepping popcorn and candy and stuff. They were all sneaking behind the bushes and smoking cigarettes and making out and stuff. Yeah, they didn't care. No, nah, they didn't care because they were it's getting like paid It's like a government employee. Exactly. Which kind of brings us uh, to our point down the road, which actually we shouldn't get to quite yet because we're not done talking about capitalism. Okay. Back let's to put capitalism. That, let's put that segue off and we'll pick it up later. Yeah? Sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. So, um, so this is all bright, shiny capitalism, right? Uh, the problem is, is when you factor in like the competition – uh, and the competitiveness, you actually come up with uh, a a uh, survival of the fittest scenario. Darwin, I told you he factored in. Exactly. He He's not the father of capitalism, but man, is he ever important. Yeah. So you get all these companies competing, and then there's this thing called a correction. Right. We know and love it as the word recession. Right. Okay? And all a recession is a decline in productivity. And the reason these declines happen is because you got you have too many poorly managed companies. Uh-huh. You have too many bad investments. So, I don't know, like a mortgage-backed security or something like that. Right. You have all these things basically gumming up the works. And they actually drag the market down. When the market goes into recession, these poorly managed companies and bad investments can't survive. Right, exactly. So they actually slough off. It's kind of like a recession to capitalism is like a forest fire to the woods. Right. You've got this raging fire that burns out all the undergrowth. It gets rid of pests and diseases and pestilence and all that. And then the only thing left standing are these huge old trees that are allowed to flourish and grow. Exactly. And then eventually the cycle begins again. The undergrowth comes back right. and so the pests and disease. Sort of like what we've seen with the internet, actually. The big internet boom that, you know, everyone and their brother started a website, a startup mm-hmm. in the 80s, or I'm sorry, in the 90s. And uh, same thing happened there. The giants like the Amazon.coms, they stuck around and uh, all the other ones fell away. So yeah. that was kind of a self-correcting thing, too. Right. It, that's the same thing. The reason that giants like Amazon.com 
stuck around is because they proved their worth to the economy. Right. They provided a valuable service that the consumers model. judged, hey, we like this, we want this, we're going to give it our money so Amazon survived. Exactly. Other ones, they were bad ideas. For better right. or worse, they, they didn't appeal to people, so they fell away. Right. That's exactly what we're going through right now is a recession. This makes me think a recession is actually kind of cool. It, it is. It's a very natural component of capitalism. Here's the thing. Capital uh, capitalism in the United States, it, it's not. It doesn't have the full faith of the U.S. government. Right. Normally, when we hit a recession, the government goes into socialist mode. We start buying stakes and companies and start, you know, flooding the market with uh, with all, all sorts of money and adjusting interest rates, that kind of thing. Exactly. So here's where we enter how the U.S. is not a. a capitalist free market economy. Right. I love the examples he used in this article, too, because I don't think many people would ever think of these as bucking capitalism in the free market, but it's exactly what it's done. Yeah. Well, the obvious one is the SEC. Yeah. Security, right? The Securities and Exchange Commission. Yeah. And basically, they watch the stock market. And the reason the SEC exists, and, and I, I say in the article, the only reason why, or, or the, the very fact that the SEC exists, it shows that capitalism in America isn't based on a free market economy. Exactly. Um, but the reason the SEC exists is because in the U.S., for 100 or 200 years almost, uh, this capitalist economy eventually devolved into its worst form of itself. Right. You had like robber barons that were, you know, as Ayn Rand, the, the, the novelist, uh, capitalist novelist, would argue, these titans of industry helped build modern America and modern America's economy. Uh-huh. But... Uh, as somebody who was maybe you know happy with labor on the side of labor would say yes they did but they built it through the direction of the suffering working class right on the backs of the working class exactly so you you've got two sides of the same coin and ultimately if you look at the the federal government's uh, track record they usually side on you know the suffering alleviating suffering of the working class right they're like thank you very much robert baron for endowing this entire city but you know, we're going to have to step in. And they have. Right. The Securities and Exchange Commission was a big one. What else is there? Uh, I know another one was uh, the, um, well, the government getting involved in uh, big companies like Carnegie Steel and Standard Oil and uh, the railroads, Union, uh, Union Pacific Railroad, mm-hmm. and uh, big major corporations uh, that all of a sudden the government was uh, getting putting their finger in their pie and saying, you guys got a little too much power. We need to step in and kind of regulate you a little bit. Yeah, because that competition from uh, 100-plus years of unregu- unregulated capitalism led to some really nefarious business practices, like um, you know, uh, corporations saying that they had uh, – saying to their investors that they'd made – you know, seventeen billion dollars, or back then seventeen million dollars in right. profits, but turned around to the government and, and called for you know, wrote off eleven million in losses, right. things like that. So right. you create the SEC or monopolies. Monopolies were the first one, like you said, the railroads and steel companies, and all that. They they had too much power, and they were all basically running the show in their their industry. If you wanted steel, you had to go to this one company. If you wanted oil, you had to go to this one company. Right. So they could set whatever prices they want. And really, the first appearance of government regulation into the free market was the Sherman Antitrust Act of 18, what, 90? 90, yeah. 1890? Uh-huh. Okay, good enough. But that was <laughs> that was hardly the end. You've got um, food packagers. Right. The FDA in itself is sort of 
you know, sort of the same thing. Well, big time. I mean, really, under a free market system, somebody should be able to put as as many, you know, rat excrements as, right. as possible. A million excre- excretions. Yeah. yeah, you and I know that there is a very finite amount that can be allowed in there. Sure. Um, so the FDA regulates business. It interferes with the free market. Right. The same thing with the uh, Federal Trade Commission. They're, they were actually created to encourage competition among corporations and prevent monopolies. Right. Like that's pretty much their sole, their sole reason for existing. Right. Even the very idea of setting a minimum wage is uh, the government getting involved? In, it's huge in the business. Yeah, it really is, and I mean, it took a lot of uh, a lot of labor strikes, a lot of violent clashes with police. The anarchists were coming up in, for a little while there, um, and and basically, ultimately, government fell on the side of the people. If you really look at it again, the federal government's track record uh, over the last hundred or so years, they've ultimately sided with the people. Right. It I encourage you to look at the record, my friends. Yeah, That's the record's out there. I mean, it's it's in the faces of the of the happy employees at the FTC and the FDA and the SEC. You go look those people in the eye, and you can think the government cares about me. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's, so what do we have though? If if it's not a free market, what would you call it? I would call it a managed economy, and I wouldn't be the only one to call it that. Okay. You didn't come up with that term? I didn't. Um, it's a managed economy is basically what it's what we have. You have like a, a free market, but then there's some government regulation and oversight. And, and Hopefully in all the right places. Yeah. So the next time somebody asks you what kind of uh, economy does the United States have, don't say free market. Don't say cruddy. You say we have a managed economy. Right. And if they want to know what you're talking about... Tell them to go type in, is a free market free if it's regulated on HowStuffWorks.com. And then punch them in the head. Exactly. And stick around to find out where Chuck got his current gambling problem. But first, so Chuck, where did your gambling problem come from? I've seen you. I made like 150 bucks off you during this podcast. Right. How, where is it from? Well, I, as you know, Josh, I have the jimmy legs. I have the jumpy legs. <laughs> I have. Uh, I think the technical term is... Uh, RLS, restless leg syndrome. That and is the technical. I'm kicking you as we speak. I know the it's, podcast. It's, it hurts, but I know one hundred and fifty dollars is uh, it goes a long way to ease right. the pain. Well, Josh, uh, I have this uh, this uh, malady, and I'm, I'm on some medication to help control my my Jimmy legs. Mm-hmm. And uh, that medication has a side effect, and one of them is a uh, compulsive uh, activity like uh, gambling. Yeah, yeah. So I had the Jimmy legs, and next thing you know, I'm like heading out to the uh, Cherokee, North Carolina, every weekend to, to gamble. That's great. Well, you know, if I had a kid, I'd say you're putting it through college. What's what's this medication? Uh, well, I can't divulge the name on the air, you but it, it it's cured my Jimmy legs. But now I'm I'm way in the hole. That's in, great. In the casinos. Well, thank you, Big Pharma. I'm going to go spend this 150 bucks on scratch off tickets. Right, and you can read uh, actually about uh, this in a, in a very cool article called the Top Ten Weirdest. Uh, side effects of drugs that you can take to make you feel better. <laughs> also known as top 10 weird prescription drug side effects, you can find that on HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at HowStuffWorks.com. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you